What is up, guys? Welcome to podcast number five of the Damien Rucci Hour. I'm sitting here with my main man. I keep saying that in these fucking podcasts. Uh, I'm sitting here with my little brother, Nicholas Rucci. And Yo, what's up? We figured we get a, co- a podcast in, you know, talk about what's going on right now, talk about a bunch of different shit. The social degradation of society. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you, you've been dying to say that, man. I know, I have been. You know, I gotta watch out when I see these podcasts. I, 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 uh, I was listening to them. Like, I hate listening to these podcasts, but it's like I, I have to listen to them to see that the quality's good. You know? Yeah. So I kept fucking saying, uh, "Yo, I'm sitting here with my main man." And, yo, I'm like, "How many main men do I fucking have?" You I know what I mean? But um, yo, the first thing I want to bring up, and this is pretty cool. This is different than uh, normally I, I do shit. Cause I actually have a laptop in front of me. Normally, yeah. we would like the. I did a podcast with fucking uh with Dylan. Yeah. Dylan Harden and Dylan had the audacity to tell me he was like, "Well, you know, white people aren't aren't the minority and aren't the majority anymore." What the fuck is he talking about? He's white as a ghost. All black are the Dylan. But uh, but I said I was like, "Yo, where'd you get those statistics, bro? Like fucking www.donaldtrump.com, you know?" Uh, but no, but like, uh, and then with Walter, we had an issue where we were talking about. Um, you've heard of the Truman Show? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was that. It was that show. The movie. It was Jim Carrey. He lived his entire life in a uh, fake construct, and he monitored every, like, 24 hours a day. Everybody loves him, and then yeah. he doesn't realize he's a fucking, you know, he's a, yeah. he's a freaking, act, like, movie character. Exactly. Um, see, we were we were doing that, and we were talking about that, and we were also talking about how there's another movie very much, uh, a lot like that, Ed T- TV, which... Really, uh, we said it's very telling of today because we've yeah. created ourselves into this mantra where we literally are all on our own reality shows, right? So it's kind of like we got our phones. We're and constantly everybody updating. Everybody think they can make a movie. But that's not like that. But it's like, you know, we're podcasting here. Yeah. Uh, tweet, I just tweeted on me and my little brother in a podcast. We just yeah. posted a picture. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm going to this open mic later today in Brick. I'm going to post about it. So it's kind of like we are detailing. But the point I was trying to make is like, we were sitting there like retards, like, oh, I don't, I don't know the details, but now I got a laptop yeah, in front of me. And I got a freaking smartphone. Yes, yeah, so finally got a smartphone. Yeah. I think you were one of the last souls that was still rocking a dumb phone. Well, no, I had a good phone, and then some fucking asshole stole it my junior year of high school. Like, <laughs> I just got a smartphone, and then some asshole steals it, sells it by itself down the street. That's, that's a ballsy thing to do, by the way, like stealing a phone. Because yeah. when you steal a phone... It's got a tracking radar, but, you know, I don't know why we, we never tracked the, the phone down. No, because there was no tracking on it. Yeah, so but don't... we got it, we were like, you are like, oh, you want GPS? And Bob and Jay were like, oh, no, our son doesn't need that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yo, what, it's just, like, pretty crazy because, like, um, I've been without phones, you know, because I, I was part of, you know, I had the Italian disease for a minute, the funds are low. Yeah. You know, so... You were on the Sprint plan, man, with Bill King, you Sprint. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and it, it just... The people who are still rocking the flip phone, like, uh, I have this poet friend. I don't know if you remember Chelsea Palermo, who used to run the open mic at uh, Pop Ganache uh, yeah, in Matawan. Yeah. Well, she runs one in the Water Witch now. But, um, so I seen her in New Brunswick the other night. We were doing a reading in New Brunswick, and she's still rocking a flip phone. Still rocking a flip phone. Let like, T9 texting. No. <laughs> she just, that's, you know, and it blows me away because, uh, you know, our older brother, Jesse, he still, he just got a smartphone. I, yeah, I know, and then he didn't even use it. Uh, Kaylee uses it. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty interesting the way technology moved forward, man. Because when I was in school, I remember smartphones really just hit the market big, you know. Because yeah. like, yeah, two thousand seven, you had the iPhone, and uh, there was a bunch of smartphones like that, but they were 
expensive. I remember I had the Palm... You remember that thing I had? It was like that... Uh, circular phone, the uh, Palm Prix. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, didn't yeah. they get run over by a car? Yeah, like twice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, no, I think that was my track phone. No, your track phone got ran over twice. <laughs> Pog, no, no, you threw that into a wall, I think. Yeah, I think so. With a girl. But, um, isn't that what always happens, arguments with girls? But the, the uh, Palm Prix. I don't know, man. I remember a, a certain hole and a certain wall that came from an <laughs> argument between you and me. <laughs> Things happen like, like that. See, um, it's funny as hell, man. Funny as hell, uh, how things things work, like, because the Palm Pre that was the baddest fucking phone in the market. I thought, yeah. and then but that phone sucked. If we had that phone now, it sucks. You're like a virgin in in the market of smartphones. I know. You know what I mean like uh, you're I'm talking about to get my cherry pop. You're talking about getting uh, I'm gonna get a camera. I'm like, why the fuck would you get a camera, dude? I was like, your phone's more than that. Not my old phone. My old phone was fucking like, it was a miracle if I could record a five minute video. I get halfway through like a video trying to make my own and go like this. Uh, recording data low. Like, I just started recording. It's like that I recorded again. It's like recording data. I take two pictures and well, recording data. You remember what that was going on with my uh, my old iPhone when I was trying to do those rant videos when I used to record on my phone? I used to get, I used to try to record a minute in. I have to fucking stop, delete all the space on my phone, and re record again. Um, but, yo, I wanted to bring something, something up. I'm not sure if you're aware of it. I mentioned it right before the podcast. But, like, so what? what's the date? It's the third now? Mm-hmm. Today's we're recording third. on the third, yeah. So um, we're working. I'm working on my hosting plan right now, and we're working on uh, production. So right now episodes of this podcast will be recorded a couple days ahead of time before they're released. But on today, it's the third. Um, last night, uh, a, bunch of, um, a bunch of men out in Oregon. Militiamen, armed to the teeth, stormed a federal building, an abandoned federal building, and they 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 captured it. Remember that guy? It was like a year or two ago who like was taking all that federal land. Supposedly, like he was, they wanted to try him for his cows grazing. Uh, Bundy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, it's like that. That same dude. It's these brothers. So they got like 150. It's believed of these armed militiamen, and they're like. They took over these federal buildings. They're looking to take over more federal buildings in Oregon. Oregon. Now, that kind of poses like a really weird thing here. Because all these people on the internet are like freaking out because these are armed men taking action against the government. Yeah. Right? And there's been no no, no violence. Exactly. Yet. Yeah, but, but then you, know, I, you push them. Yeah, let's see how that, let's see how that nonviolent. And now goes. I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place, man. And uh, I'm doing a podcast tomorrow uh, on the fourth. I'm recording a podcast with uh, Nico Rocco, and we're gonna talk deep about this. But I wanted to bring this up now because it's like I'm really stuck between a rock and a hard place because part of me is like, okay, this country was founded by men who came together with guns and opposed and then, the government. Exactly. Right and now, it's like, a, can you really argue against it? Yeah, well, the thing is, it's like, there's been no casualties, there's been no uh, violence, there's been none of that, right? But my other thing is, like, what's going on is, like, the uh, Black Lives Matter group, they're freaking out. And for a just reason, I believe, because if there were a bunch of Black Lives Matter protesters storming buildings and capturing them... Oh, they'd be dead. They'd be, they'd be, they'd be all dead. They'd be, <laughs> they'd be dead and the clan would be hanging up on the porch. <laughs> it's true. And it's not, it's not even funny, but uh, I was posting on Twitter. Yet, but it's, like, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. But then... Um, you know... Wait, but you know, this, back to the Black with Menace thing. The thing that pissed me off, there are cops that hang up to the side to say, Blue Lives Matter. Uh, 
Well, no, it's like no offense, but you know you don't hear about old. You know you don't hear these reports of black people killing cop when they could have just simply apprehended the cop. They literally these cops are killing black people for no fucking good reason. A guy was selling loose cigarettes and he gets choked out by a fucking cop. Like, how did, how I think there is a reason. America. I think that there is a reason. They're black. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, they're going to make this set of a WWB, Walking Wall Black. It's funny to talk about like that because it's so silly. It's so preposterous. But um, so what happened was that when I posted on Twitter yeah. about this Bundy situation, I said, you know, I said, man, if these were black dudes doing this. These are, these are armed black dudes taking over buildings. Yeah. There'd be a different response. And this a bunch of trolls hit me up on the right wing side. Of course they did. Of course. And they are uh, and they were all like, yo, man, um, well, what about the Black Lives Matters, the protesters blocking roads? And they posted, they sent me pictures of Black Panthers oh, standing wham, with guns. Oh, Cry me a fucking river. Now, we gotta talk about the, we gotta talk about protesting. We gotta talk about the way these things work, right? So, during Occupy, Okay. Right, that was like the biggest protest movement in our, in our time. It was like the way they would do things that they the protesters would show up, and they would take a spot. It was kind of like almost like a game of uh, of chess, right? Where these protesters would literally force the people out, not not through force, but through presence. They would force the police out of a spot, and then they would occupy it. Yeah. They would do it by camping, by sitting up. There were tens of thousands of people, and uh, they would block off roads. And yeah, there's bad things to that man because there's ambulances and there's people coming home from work. Yeah. But they're trying to prove a bigger point here. I know that. You know? They're like trying to say things. So now with this Bundy situation. Yeah, but I, do we even know why they're doing it though? Supposedly. See, um, I don't know. I really don't know anything about it. Yeah. Do we know anything why they're doing supposedly it? Supposedly, what, what Bundy said it was um, he one of the brothers said that. The federal government's been encroaching on private lands that were held by ranchers. And by doing that, they've affected the livelihood of the ranchers. Which, don't get me wrong, I, you know, that's where I'm split because I feel them, right? And I don't, and the federal government's a fucking massive octopus right now. It's far too large. It's got its hands and everything. So I'm very interested to see how this is going to turn, turn out. You know, this, this might be like a, a Waco. You heard what happened in Waco? Um, back in the day, I think it was the 80s, this, like, family, uh, was, like, this cult thing going on. The federal government came in and just murdered everybody. They just, they just came in with fucking holy hellfire and just and lit them all up. And this is in the 80s? I think so. Well, look what happened with the fucking Manson family. They were a fucking cult. Look what they did. Yeah. They killed that poor pedophile's wife. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, crap, never mind. He wasn't convicted. <laughs> um, all right. That, that's something funny I wanted to bring up to you, man. That's something really interesting because uh, there's people who are still... I was, I was talking to Walter yesterday. There are some people that are still holding on to the fact that Bill Cosby is innocent. Oh, he, he, he's not? Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Yeah. You know, dude, did, I, do I need to reread you the first page of his book? I did, Bill Cosby, I didn't ask me more, but I'm glad I did. Page one. Have you ever tried to put the whole squirt loot in the girl drink and you just get that hammering in your life? <laughs> Bitch, this drink can be for fat out and turns into a little belt. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, damn, come here. I'm going to shit myself. That would have been terrible. Um, I don't know, man. It's going to be... It's unfortunate that a lot of people who are holding on for Bill... 
are he's suing the people that accused him of defamation. What did you? Them of defamation. Look what Charlie Sheen did. Uh, Charlie Sheen. You mean the guy who had the tiger blood? He's winning. He literally had tiger blood. Motherfucker had AIDS. But think about this, right? So, 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 <laughs> so he had AIDS. And he was, so everyone who he told he had AIDS, whoever he fucked, he told them. They would tell people, he'd be like, yo, if you tell me my AIDS, I want to sue you. So, yeah. Yeah, of course you would do that. And Bill Cosby's like, protecting his throne. You know what I mean? But it's already, yeah. it's already just fucking destroyed. Like, dude, there are videos on YouTube of people watching old copy episodes and, like, looking at facts. It, it's like, there's, like, an episode that, that they had about Bill Cosby doing, like, a barbecue. And he tells his wife, like, this. Like everybody's like get the you know the itis and they're all full of sleep and he tells them saying you have noticed that when I put my barbecue sauce on my burger everybody just gets so tired <laughs> that's why I leave some by the bedside. But then at the end of the fucking episode he sees a little boy pouring a barbecue sauce on his daughter's burger and he goes walks up and goes oh no boy oh no you don't know what you'd be doing and he walks off no. That's fucked up. That is like literally an old quaalude. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? He had a joke, a famous joke, on his 1969 album. That's the American Fly. The Spanish Fly, right? So the uh, the uh, joke goes where uh, he he heard when he was a young boy of this thing called the Spanish Fly. It was this drink you poured into a girl's drink, this little fluid, and it would make the girl be in love with you and have have your way with her. So he went all the way to Spain looking for the Spanish Fly, and he gets in this taxi driver's Taxi and the, and the Spanish taxi driver goes, Yo, man, have you ever heard of the American fly? <laughs> right? It's a good joke. It's a great bit. And, you know, but how telling is that 50 years later, 45, 47 yeah, years later. He's been putting quaaludes in girls' drinks. Well, he was the kind of dude. I was talking to Andrew Robinson um, the other day on the podcast about he would pay people to watch him eat. That's fucking weird. You know what? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's going to start doing that, too. So people will just look like, oh, my God, look, Bill Cosby made a comeback. We're just like, what the Cosby? <laughs> Yo, he, uh, supposedly the story goes that he was like a real weird dude in the way he would like hold oh, himself. Well, you know, there's a poison that comes with like fame, man. Like, um, and it's really interesting because like, look at what happens, like all these celebrities, right? Anyone who gets to the point where you're being super fucking famous, yeah. that's fucking weird. Yeah. You know, like, because being popular is a, a game. Lot of, I'd say there's a lot of pressure, too. I mean, like, I mean, look at all those Disney stars. You don't hear about any Disney star that is, like, okay, except for maybe that, that girl Hillary Duff. She's, like, she's fine now. But, like, there's, like, the girl Miley Cyrus. She fucking, every time she, like, she did the Kid Choice Awards where she danced at a stripper pole, and everybody's like, how can Billy Ray Cyrus do, let her do that? And then, you know, the VMAs, you know. You know, the most traumatizing moment of my but life. I don't see it. Yo, man, I'll be honest with you. I don't see a problem. With my, yeah, I know. My life's not have a breakdown. That's fine. Again. It's not even a fucking breakdown. Listen, I would never listen to her fucking music. Me neither. Yeah, I'm on. Before. Man. But nowadays, I do. Some of her songs are actually I'm fucking a, good. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of her. I just feel like, you know... I don't know. She just like, to me, she just got weird looking. I, just, like, I don't have a problem with her like, cutting her hair short and doing... A, but that fucking thing that she does with her tongue, it's like, what the, f like, what the fuck is like this? See, but that's you being a, uh, a member of the patriarchy. 
I'm on a fucking patriot. Because, because not patriot asshole, the patriarch. I know, I'm thinking I'm on a pa- I'm on like part of that, dude. I just mean <laughs> that whole her sticking her tongue out. I think that's just weird. Like I have no problem with her cutting her hair short or like dying a blob, but then that thing where every time you see her, she can't just go like look like normal. You have to go like hey! <laughs> It's like, what the fuck, Riley? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? <laughs> it's true. Um Oh yeah, no, back to the patriarchy. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. I mean, honestly. <laughs> No, I, I work at a job. My manager is a woman. My assistant manager is a woman. Like, two of my assistant managers are women. And then they say, oh, yeah, men run the world. It's like, no, we fucking don't. You know. <laughs> but I understand it's, in some instances, you know, the men do rule things. But it's like, don't ble- don't take it out on all men because, you know, a large group of them are fucking, you know, yeah. are running things. It's like, because here's the thing. Like, there's, okay, I see videos about these, like, radical feminists that go after men. There was this group about uh, made up of men, women, transgender, gay, straight, all yeah. sorts. And they, they're supposed to speak at a college and talk about how, you know, if we want equality, you know, we all have to work hard for it. We all have to, you know, show people it's not okay to, you know, discriminate. Yeah. And this feminist group shows up, rings a fire alarm, which is, met, which is very illegal to do. Yeah. And then they take the opportunity to scream in these men, the men of the group's faces, tell them how they're fucking wrong, they're fucking idiots, and then they can shut their mouth. That one woman assaulted one of the men. See, and you know, how, guess how much jail time she served for that? Probably not. None, none at all. She got told by the cop, oh, no, no, you, you can't do that. I think, I see things in different ways, too. Because, like, part of me is like, man, fuck you guys. But the other part of me is like, I think what happens is that when you get involved in a group... That are a group of people that are very dedicated on a topic. Yeah. That it's it's so welcoming and almost enticing to become part of it. I think that's the way it is with ISIS as well. You see all these expats going over to... Uh, Warning. David Ritchie will soon be taking a day to something... Uh, Abdul Al-Assad. <laughs> no. Um, the, like, why is there... What's the army doing here? <laughs> oh, God. The teams are here. Like, what are the... What's the deal? What's the deal? With all these uh, pretty young women leaving uh, Western Europe and going to ISIS. I have no fucking clue. Well, I don't know if you heard the terrible story. Those two famous girls, the ones from Austria who left, one of them was raped and murdered. The other one tried to flee, I think was shot in the back. Uh, so that's a bad idea. But the idea is, like, why do they do that? I think it's the yeah, idea... I, I've never understood why people would join, like, a terrorist group. I mean... Well, I think it's the idea of being part of something... Bigger than yourself, right? Even if it's a bad... So, no one thinks what they do is bad, right? So, no one's living a, uh, a narrative where what they're doing is a terrible thing, right? Like, ISIS is not running around like, Oh, yeah, we're the, we're the bad guys! You know, I they're literally... what they're doing is right, but I just don't get how killing a bunch of innocent people is, is somehow makes sense to you. Well, it's, it's interesting the way it does... The way things work for history, Right? I mean, yeah, it's written by the winners. Well, no, I'm about, like, looking back on history, right? So, we can't say right now, historians and uh, philosophers and podcasters, there's certain things that you can't talk about because it is career suicide, and you can't even mention it. Like, you can't say, man, what are the positive implications of the Holocaust and what happened to Europe? Okay, you really let your inner area now. No, 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 no. It's not like that at all. But, like, you can't say... What are the positive aspects of the 9-11 attack? Like, what did that lead to in American politics? Stricter uh, security. We can see that now, but... It, exactly. I, yeah, but there I, might I be positives. 
But we can't say that now. Yeah, no, However, we can sit here... Like, uh, 14 years since 9-11. But we can sit here and talk about... Fucking years since 9-11. 14, right? That's fucking... That's mind-blowing. But we can say... I can say, Yo, man, Genghis Khan in 1260 did a lot of fucked up things. But guess what Guess what the great things were? He led to the Silk Road expanding into Europe. And uh, Europe got all these, uh, these great trade routes with China and the Middle East. And all these flourishing things. And um, because uh, Genghis Khan... Uh, he did such terrible things. He killed hundreds of millions of people. There's a uh, first of all, he invaded Baghdad. Baghdad was like this like super metropolitan city. This is like I said, this is about 800 years after Rome fell. So like uh, the Middle East was flourishing right now. Yeah, Baghdad is this massive city. It's like the it's like the place to be. Genghis Khan invades Baghdad. Mm -hmm. Do you know that Baghdad has never recovered since po population wise? Hey, you know you're. That's how you know you're a fucking boss. Yeah. When I invaded something, they stayed fucked up. It's true, but even crazier. Nah, but I, also with Benito Mussolini, it's like Benny from our, you know from our high school said, you know, say whatever you want about Mussolini, but he made the buses run on time. Yeah, you know, uh, I think another thing to say is, like everything in history has positive and negatives, right? Like, yeah. well, I want to, I want to tell like you the story real quick. Uh, heroically spared a. A German soldier during World War One. Turned out to be Hitler. That guy just blew up in his face about forty years later. He probably was like, this. <laughs> "Oh, fuck me." <laughs> um, I want to say this story real quick before we leave Genghis Khan. There's a famous story of um, I forget what country it is, but these two Arab um, people were said, "Hey, let the one of the kings um, said, listen, dog, I need you to find me a better route to China.'" You know, like, we, we keep doing this crazy route. We're going through India. It's a real pain in the ass. Find me a better route because China had all the spices. And spicing... Oh, yeah. So guessing there was no refrigeration, so food went bad really quick. So you had so, to put spices yes. on it to make it... Yeah. So these two Arab guys follow this map, and they're walking uh, towards China, you know, or taking a horse, whatever they were doing. And they see these massive white mountains. And they, they freaked out because they thought they went the wrong way because there was no white mountains on the map, this old map they had. Turns out it was millions of Chinese that were murdered and stacked up on top of one another. What the fuck? That's a true story, or it's believed to be a true story. That is fucked up. That's that's crazy, right? I do. I honestly thought you were gonna say it's either like they found cocaine, like <laughs> or sugar, and I was even like that. Okay, you tell me about the sugar game. You know, you tell me about the. They're like, game. oh shit. <laughs> They're like, yes. Um, but I think. I kind of took us on a, a sidetrack, but, yeah, but back to feminism, I think it's all about being involved in something bigger than, than you. And I'll, a lot of these girls, like, they got to know they're being fools, right? Because for some reason, they, like, they love to be victims. And this is the biggest thing I've seen. So I've been really hustling as of late to, you know, in writing and poetry and get involved in the community and the scene. And I keep seeing the same fucking thing. The same thing is that uh, a, a woman will come up, she'll like be a, a, a great poet or a great writer or something, you know, not, not nothing profound, but like, wow, she's all right. Yeah, yeah. Then she's hustling, doing it, kicking ass. Then all of a sudden, she, now, as she's blowing up and she's getting gigs and getting features, she never once says, you know, oh man, the men are against me. But the second something starts going wrong, um, they start going down these routes of feminism, uh, how everything's rigged, everything this, everything that, and then all of a sudden they're, you know, bashing this whole, that there's a whole patriarchal system that's holding down women, which is, it used to be something, it, I, it used to be, that, but it, it's not the same now, 
Exactly. You know, like... Um, and, you know, I think you and me, we see things differently for one reason. We were raised by our grandmother and our mother. Our early years, like, the first five years of my life, we were raised by Nan, we were raised by Mom. Mom busted her ass. Yeah. She worked to support you and me. Nan took care of us. And, but we also had a strong male, you know, male influence. Our grandfather, you know, our pop. Yeah. You know, it's like... It's... Like, you know, it's that. I mean, we... So we... I think we see things differently as in, like... You know, we, we know that... Our mother was a manager at Wawa. Like, yeah. Like, you know, by the time her career did Wawa, when she quit when I was about, like, when I was 11, she was, like, you know, she was already manager. She was doing pretty well. So it's like, but there was no male saying, no, no, she can't. It's true, man. And I and I think it's very telling. I think it's very, very telling because uh, you're never going to, like, my mom, like, our mother, you know, is never going to come out and say that, the men were holding us down. Fuck no. Any company she went to. She was always... She, I she like, can, gave her like four months and she was already... The manager. Exactly. And there was a story when I was in uh, college, my sociology class, which, let me tell you, was run by a strict feminist who literally, she would fa- she failed me because I was a white male. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm not, not sure if that's exactly... No, the, no, no, no. It was. You know why? Because there was this website called RateYourProfessor.com. Yeah. And all the males that, that reviewed her said... She failed me. Every time I wrote something, she told me I didn't know what I was talking about. No matter how hard I studied, she kept failing me. So this woman, one day we're talking, and she's talking about how men, you know, control things. And then this old man who's in our class, he was a, he was an investment banker for years. And he said in the company that he worked for, there was this woman who was on her way to the top. She was making just as much as the men were. Mm-hmm. And he said that when she left on maternity leave, she came back... She didn't. She wasn't being. She didn't get paid as much because she worked only eight hours. And he said that there's a secret rule when it comes to his business. You work eight hours, but then if your clients need you, you go to dinners. You go to this. Yes. You go to that. So now that she was a mother, he didn't do that anymore. And then she said that it's not right that the men were making more. But he said, and he goes like, I know I was a father. I was a father. And he's like, my kids knew that when Daddy's phone rang. Daddy had to go out and, you know, well, I mean, with the, you know, clients. I think part of it, a lot of it comes from the difference in genders, okay? Yeah. Now, women are literally chemically bonded to their children. There's this thing called, I may butcher this, but omnitocin, and that or is... what we would call the maternal bond, like, you know, maternal instinct. Yes. The bond of a mother and child. And what that, that's produced, when a woman doesn't have that, that's what we call, you say she has postpartum depression. Yeah. All right? Um, so this, this uh, chemical... Is binds a woman to her kid. Yeah. Men don't have that to their children. So now, uh, Slate, which is this magazine, um, a big magazine on the internet, they did this whole post about the gender divide, the gender gap. Because yeah. there's this, uh, a huge part of this feminist thing is that they truly believe that there's a gap between men and women. The way they illustrate it is that if me, if you and some girl down the road go to McDonald's, you're gonna get paid eight. You're gonna get paid nine fifty an hour. She's gonna get paid eight thirty five an hour. That is not gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the gender gap, as described by Slate in their article, what it shows is that women and men go for different kind of fucking jobs. That's not always the case. Yeah. But how many men do you know that work as secretaries? No, I can't. I couldn't think of any. Why? Why don't? Okay. I'm, I might get a lot of heat for this, but it's like, because it's, it's perceived as a woman's job. Partially. And I'm not saying that to be sexist, but it's like, you know, 
when I think of a secretary, I'm thinking of a woman, a really nice, nice woman with a soft voice talking to him. But part of it said men don't. You know, it's not exactly right, but it's like, you know, it's perceived like that. But also, a lot of men just don't want to fucking do it. That's not their thing. Now, how many women do you know work on the boats that go out and catch king crab? I very, very, very few. How many women do you know are garbage men? Not a lot. How many women do you know are butchers? Not a lot. How many women do you know work as longshoremen in New York City? None. Uh, well, not, a couple. No, dude, I was saying most of these jobs, I don't know. Like, you're a butcher. You're the only, <laughs> you and Jessica are the only butchers I know. But the, the way it is, dude, is that different genders go... Uh, there's just differences. Because I remember um, when I was working in my last job as a butcher, I was trained for a little bit by this woman who had who came up was a butcher she was a great butcher but the thing is this is that there are differences in gender and men are known to be ruthless and by ruthless that means that why do men reach the top of these fortune 500 companies making millions of dollars a year because they do what they 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 do what they you know what they will to get their job they will literally you know sacrifice their family they will stab other people in the back to get their job they will literally they could be working on a project with somebody and then put take that person's name off and go like there you go, sir, and then get a promotion. But when I started working at Dollar Tree, yeah. I got trained. I would train by like that thing. I would train by women. Just by, don't don't say any names. Uh, I'm all not right. a lot. I was trained by these two women, and I you know, and they're not in the company anymore. They both of them got fired, and well, no, one of them quit because he couldn't handle being on a register. So, but my whole thing is the difference is I see. I feel like this. I'm the only person that worked there last year that's still there. Everybody else has either been fired or quit. And the whole thing is, though, because, unfortunately, I think it's because I'm a young guy. That mm-hmm. I, I roll with the punches. All of them, they can't roll with any of the punches. They go like this. Oh, yeah, I know, you You know, you're, you're on freight crew, but, you know, we're really short on, you know, registers. Can you hop on the register? Uh, no, no, why would you want me to do that? I can't do that. Well, I think that's a little bit different on the gender thing. No, I'm think- not talking about gender. I'm just, I meant both men and women. I just mean, like, I feel like nowadays, People have to learn to roll with the punches a little bit. Oh, don't, yeah. don't just, if you're, if you get hired to do one job and they offer to pay you to do another job too. Yeah. Don't, don't freaking, you know, you know, say no. Just do. Well, that's another thing that's coming in where, and it, it, this way it's always fucking been. What the media wants to paint a picture is that the millennials and the Generation Z that's coming on after us is that these fucking lazy. lazy. They, they whine too much. But you know what? How much was college back in the good old days? What's well, not even that. It's not even that. The fact of the matter is that back in the fucking 60s, 70s, 80s, you go to college, you come home, you get a job. Internet, well, the bad economy, uh, the wars in the Middle East, all these things changed that. But also, the internet changed that. Oh, yeah. Where, back in the day, if I wanted to be an author, my best bet was to go to college to get an MFA in, in uh, English. I would teach English while I wrote a book. And then hopefully after three or four books that I wrote a little bit every night because I was working so much as a professor, maybe I, I'd make it. And that's the way the system was. With the internet now, where uh, somebody can take a fucking twi- Twilight and write a, 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 a fucking a porno fan fiction. Oh, yeah. What did Twilight have anything to do with Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. You're joking. <laughs> 
But the whole world is just blown up, man. But I find it remarkably disturbing that our grandmother has all three. But let's not even go there. Oh, you there. know what's even more fucked up? What? Our sister has read all three. Oh. That's what makes it fucking worse. I had a, there was a girl at school that goes like, oh, you just try to read it. I'm like, I can't. It's like, why? I'm like, this. the moment I even look at the book's cover, I'm like, this. all I can think of, I'm like, my sister has it. My grandmother read it. Every woman I know had read this book. Listen, if, fucking I, disturbing. if I want to see some BDS, I'll put on some fucking porn. Exactly. Why am I going to spend all the time into reading it? I know. Why buy it? Like, you can get it for free. All you got to do is just write, go to Google and type in, fuck the porn. <laughs> you might get more than you bargained for with that. But, um, yo, so. Oh, yeah, David. I found your porn site, man. <laughs> we, chicks with dicks and fuck with nuts. Chicks with dicks. Yeah, uh, I remember I was waiting outside of, um. We went outside of GameStop for it was the um, it was the Hazel GameStop. I'm not sure it's there. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, it's the only one that's left. Yeah, I was waiting outside the Hazel GameStop for the Black Ops release. Black Ops, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so uh, I thought so. I figured I knew that the one in Homedale was this is back when they're still going. Yeah. The one in Homedale was crazy. There was like lines down the road. Dude. So I figured I was gonna call them to fuck with them. So I called him up on the phone. I was like, "Hey, how you doing? I'm here to check in. My uh, you got DVDs, right?" Because again, like, yeah, I made a special order: uh, sluts with nuts and uh, chicks with dicks, Volume Seven. I fucked up because I called the wrong one, the wrong GameStop. So this you guy comes out. He was like, "Are you really fucking pranking us?" And I was like, "Uh." But yo, man, time's flying fast. So I want to say this to you. So you, we've talked about it before, and we've you've said that for a while that you wanted to get into video. Yeah. And uh, you better not bite into that carrot, boy. Don't bite in that fucking... <laughs> My man, Walter. I had Walter on yesterday. Walter... <laughs> he's fucking literally blowing the carrot right now. Uh, Walter... We're trying to do a podcast. He's literally just eating Doritos. Oh, what the fuck? Crunching Doritos. I'm eating that fucking carrot. He's fucking eating Doritos. <laughs> Wait, you had fucking Doritos? I'd have Doritos. Fucking that's all fucking hungry. You have some... You, I fucking eat these carrots out of fucking necessity. Uh... <laughs> Uh, what was I saying? Um, so, you're going to start doing these videos ASAP, yeah. right? Yeah. Within the next week? Oh, yeah. And what, like, what are you going to be doing with these videos? Like, Mo- Okay, mostly it's going to be like, one day I'm going to be doing uh, on, like any TV show. Like, good TV shows, like, like that show Team Wolf I watched. I'm going to be doing like a review on that. Comics I read. Yeah. But since, you know, I'm kind of slowing down a little bit on, like, you know, on my comics. It's like, you know, I might be going back to old ones. Isn't... Isn't it so fucking weird that five years ago, 10, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, even five years ago, if you read comics, if you you're watched anime, you were a loser. And now everybody is going like, oh my God, I so love Naruto. I so love like, Black Butler. What about Star Wars? I know, right? Like, Star, Star like, yeah. I've, no, I've never been, so I've never been a Star Wars dude. Yeah, me neither. But then with the new Force Awakens, there were so many videos on YouTube explaining stuff. I'm like, this, okay, maybe I'll... It's like it's a fact you never knew about Darth Vader. And then they're like, this, did you know that Darth Vader was originally played by a Scotsman? It's really, it's really respectable. I respect the franchise because of the cultural impact. But I found it very interesting where all these kids, right? Yeah. It's funny, like, all these dudes who probably used to fuck up kids in their high school in the 80s and 90s for being into <laughs> Star Wars, their kids are, not- <laughs> are going to see Star Wars. And it's like, it's so crazy, man. Yeah. Um, it's really wild, and I, I just find it to be, like, very telling of the times where video games, mm-hmm. uh, like, I was, talking, I was like, Tom Walter, I'm like, dude, I was like, you literally have a podcast based on video games and, uh, and movies and shit. 
I was like, the fact of the matter is that there's so many fans that they're going to listen to your podcast to hear you talk about video games is crazy. It, like, uh, uh, you know, look at how many careers were started on YouTube by just doing Let's Plays, yeah. you know, and all these things. That, I only have one problem with those Let's Plays. What? So if I know, like, I will probably never buy the game, and I'm like, I'm watching the video, I, I hate it when they have the Let's Plays where the guy talks. I'm like, I'm like you, you, shut up. Shut up. Ah. I'm like, shut up. I'm like, what are you saying? I used to watch this guy, uh, on YouTube back in the day, like really, I think it was like 2009, 2010, it's back when the Let's Plays really took up steam. Yeah. This guy, Blame Truth, he's yeah. played Call of Duty games and he would talk and it was very entertaining. But, um, yo, tomorrow morning we talk, you're going to come over, so by the time this podcast goes live, we're going to set up your Facebook page yeah. and we're going to start working on it, we're start doing, you start doing vlogs, right? Yeah. All right, man, so listen, uh, tell people where they can find you. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube. Um, uh, how do you fucking know about YouTube? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, we're making a new YouTube next anyway. Time, yeah. Uh, we're doing this one short because I got shit to do tonight. To getting ready, I had to get some shit done. We found some books. I'm gonna be at Ink on the Mic tonight in at the Java House in uh, Bricktown. It's not Bricktown, is it? It's just Brick. I've been saying Bricktown for a minute. I don't I think, think that's it, what it is. I think everybody else called it Brick, and I'll be at Dollar Tree fucking <laughs> eat my life while I fucking deal with retarded customers. All right, man. Listen. Thank you guys for listening. Once again, find me on my website, DamianRucci.com, Twitter.com slash DamianRucci, Facebook.com slash DFRucci. Woo! Subscribe, rate, like. It really helps. You guys are the best. Stay golden, pony boy.